With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second part of the Steelers preview. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Joining me as always, Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer, and Dave Schofield, the other co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Uh, Brian found, if you were listening to the show, there was a super chat, $5 about the comment in the Post-Gazette, and Brian found it. Brian, do you want to read it? Do you want me to read it? Uh, you know what? You can go ahead and read it, and I can, I'll can. i also paste it up here for you, too, for the live chat, okay. too, but go so, ahead and read it. All right. So basically, someone asked, Jerry, I read an article this morning, Behind the Steel Curtain. The article suggested that the Steelers' defense could be better next year because Mike Hilton and Vince Williams were weak links. Believe that was written by our own Shannon White. Do you share the same thoughts? Jerry Dulac writes, I don't read that stuff. Thanks a lot, Jerry. Piece of garbage. Anyways, <laughs> I don't read Jerry's stuff. So, <laughs> so I don't read that stuff, but his point might be that Williams was a two-down player who was a liability in coverage and that Hilton was routinely picked on by opposing quarterbacks because of his size and inability to get underneath receivers. There you go. So, he, yeah. He agreed. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> All right. So if by chance you accidentally clicked on the wrong podcast and you're listening to part two and you're wondering, wow, I missed one through three, I, I would tell you to go back and listen to the first part, but let's rehash here. Team needs. We're doing our top five. We've gone through one, two, and three. Brian's 
top three were running back one, inside linebacker two, center three. Dave's were center one, running back two, tight end three. Mine was center one, offensive tackle two, inside linebacker three. So now we head over to fourth, and we'll start with Brian again. Brian, who what's your fourth team need? All right. I like to think outside the box here. So I'm going with sideline reporter. DJ now, Finney. <laughs> <laughs> we already took care of the BJ Finney thing. Uh, no, so it's not sideline reporter. No, I got to go corner, guys. We look. Joe Hayden, I love the guy. You're probably, I still think they're going to try to extend him a little bit more. But what if they don't? What if they can't? Then with, with, uh, gosh, I forgot his name already steven nelson with him being gone you 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 have a gap there so you need to bring some younger blood in there remember cameron sutton is going into his fifth season so with that you're looking at some guys here that uh you might not have much of a cornerback um stable so i would actually hear i think you're better off going if you could find the money to pay for it you're better off going for a Brian Poole from the New York Jets or going in a free agency. There are some guys in free agency that might be affordable here that you could bring in right now. There's Richard Sherman's out there. Whether you think he's washed up or not, that's a name out there. There, The, the list corner right now, it's a bigger list of names than a lot of other positions with the free agents that are remaining. So I would probably look at if you want to bring in an older guy like that, a one-year deal, or if you want to try to uh, get two or three out of pool, if that's possible at a good price, those are guys that I would look at bringing in. And there's more out there. It's just not these guys. Now, when you're looking on the draft side of it, there are not, I mean, the big guys like Caleb Farley, they're going to go early. There's not a lot out there in rounds two, three, and four. There's, there's a few like Taylor and Rodarius Williams. I mean, there's some guys out there, but I think you need to address that in free agency more, but you got to address corner. Let's, let's be honest here. That, and this is something that PJ commented in the live chat. He's, they said Steelers do not know how to draft quarterbacks. They don't have a good track record. We'll put it that way. I think what they do have a good track record of is finding some of these free agent players and turning them into Guys that get better deals after they leave. Think about Cody Sensabaugh. Think about, was it Bryce McCain, I believe? Didn't he go to Houston on a deal? I'm sure we can think of some other names of cornerbacks. That, uh, Ross Cockrell, I don't know if that was a trade or if he was. No, he was agent. a free agent pickup. And, of course, yeah. Joe, Joe Hayden is in that no, He was too. a waiver wire pickup. Right. They cut him. Yeah. Okay. They were trying to sneak him on the practice squad. That's when Rex Ryan was coaching in Buffalo. And okay, that's right. And he to the practice squad. And Steelers said, so, nope. The, so the Steelers are more of a reclamation project cornerback group than they are necessarily drafting. So that might be an avenue that you're talking about. All right, yeah. Dave, go ahead. What's your number four? Number four, that's when I'm going to go with offensive tackle. Okay. Because even though you have, I mean, you have basically three guys right now. You've got Chooks, you've got Banner, you've got Haig. Haig couldn't get the job, couldn't win the job in Tampa. He was just the reserve swing tackle. So I don't know that he's going to push one of the other guys out. And if he does, that's not good. That's because they're not getting the job done. So I think there's just so many question marks there that it wouldn't hurt to have more. I agree. And, you know, the 
when you look at four, because obviously I had offensive tackle two on my list, I'm going to go with four. I'm going to go with running back. And I think there is value at the running back position in the draft, even in the later rounds. No, it's not one of the big three in Harris, Etienne, or Williams, but still, there's still some value out there. And if they don't get one early, I don't want fans thinking that they still can't find a running back that can still be a day one impact player, because I think those still exist. And if there's a position that has been proven that can you can have a player that is mid-rounds that does come in and start right away, not necessarily start, but contributes right away, it's running back. So I have running back four. All right, let's finish this up with a fifth team need. Brian, we'll go with you. Go ahead. I did like Dave's uh, tight end. I'm just not putting that in the top five because I can't. Oh, oh, not. you're talking. You're talking about the the football position. <laughs> I, I've seen the other one. It's not that tight, Dave. Um, but it's <laughs> not what I'm talking about. I like his selection of a tight end. Oh, but I, I've got to go with offensive tackle too. And I really think he could be higher, but. You do have some flexibility with uh, the two guys that you have in there. You you have to address it. You have to address it early on in the draft. But I'm putting it at number five for everything else that I think is more crucial. They're all Dave, crucial. Yeah, absolutely. Dave, what's your fifth? I, I want to point out something. Have you noticed my top four have all been on offense? I have. Yes. So now it's time to go to the other side of the ball and show that it's what Brian going inside linebacker so high was foolish because what they need more than that is edge rusher because they've only got two. I mean, I'm sorry. They have Cassius Marsh as a third one. Pokemon he's, a, he's a special teams guy. Love him for special teams. Don't want him to be that third guy that's going to be a rotational piece. I'm not saying they have to draft this position high. I'm not saying they have to do it in the draft. They could – the. I think they're better off in the draft because the problem with free agent edge rushers is if you're good, you're going to cost a ton. So that is a position I would like for them to address in the draft, and it doesn't have to be high. I'm not – oh, my goodness. Did you guys see – Michael Beck shared it on, on Twitter. PFF had the Steelers going edge rusher one, edge rusher two <laughs> with both – Creed Humphrey and all three running backs on the board in round two and had them taking a second edge rusher. Sorry, I had to bring that. No, 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 it's but, fine. Um, but they do, I, I think they can't go into the season with what they have right now. That would be worse what, than the year that they went, that they only kept three and the third one was Anthony Ciccolo. This would be worse than that. So you've got to add – it doesn't have to be an all-star player. You just need the depth, and they need more depth. They're, it, the bigger need on defense is depth at edge rusher than at anywhere else, including inside linebacker. I'm going to agree that I have edge outside linebacker as my fifth because I think it is an important need. But you know what's interesting here is that none of us had quarterback. None of us had quarterback on our list. Now, my first, we're talking team, this season. Now my first team needs, though – this is before Ben had committed and redid his contract. I had quarterback number one, and I said they need to trade up. And if they did do that and it would shock the heck out of me, I'd be fine with it. I'd be absolutely fine with it. But let me ask you real quick before we get into my next question. Real quick. Do you all think this is Ben's last year? Brian, yes or no? No. Dave? I think it completely depends on how this year plays out. <laughs> 
That's a good point. If he I wins, think, a, if they win a Super Bowl by chance, do you think he's done? Rides off into the sunset? Honestly, I think he's more likely to come back if they win a Super Bowl. Really? Uh, because if they win a Super Bowl, it's going to be because he leads them there, and that means he can still play at a high level. I don't think it has anything to do with going out on top. I don't think it has anything to do with going out you know, with a dud. I think it has everything to do with does he feel like he can play at an appropriate level? And if they win the Super Bowl, he's playing at that level. Now – Unless they unless they pull the Denver Broncos Super Bowl where they win in spite of their quarterback because of their defense. If it's that kind of scenario, then I could see it. It all really comes down to Ben's play this year. If Ben gets to number three, you know he's going for number four <laughs> because of because of Terry TV, Bradshaw. Yeah. I know that I know they had a sit down and they ironed everything out. Oh man, he owns every record. You don't think that he wants number four to kind of move Terry Bradshaw aside. I guarantee it. If something happens that they win it, he is back and there's no pulling him away. All right. We can talk about that as it goes, but that just came up and I was thinking about no one put quarterback on their list. So let's go to this. Uh, Another little Mm -hmm. shot in the dark here. Think about the 2021 NFL draft. Now the team needs could be with free agency, could be via trade, could be anything, but looking at the NFL draft, I want you all to tell me just with the draft, if you were to try and throw a dart and hit your dartboard, what position do you want the Steelers to pick at pick 24? They're not trading. They're not going back. They're not going forward. What position do you, if you were to say, man, I really wish they got this position. I don't even need a player. I just need a position. Ryan, what do you think? Oh my gosh, this is so hard. You know, I only want one inside linebacker, so I'm going to take that off the board. There's only one guy that (laughs) I I want. So I'm going to go, I'm actually going to go running back. Okay. Now I have to ask out of the three, out of the big three, which do you like the most? Here's, here's the problem with this is I, I kind of like Eddie in a lot. And I really like Javante Williams. I think, I really think you, everyone's going to jump. Oh, you're, you're not going to get Javante at 55. Everybody's saying, you're not going to get this guy here. You're not going to get this guy here. Well, guys, if nobody's going to drop in the draft, are we going to have 67 first round picks? No, people are going to drop to the second round and it's going to happen. And we saw it. We saw it with running backs. Ideally, what I think, what I really wanted to see the Steelers do is get that running back in the second round. I just don't know if they're absolutely going to be able to do it. So if I had to pick one, I think the number one guy for this team because of his speed would be Edian, but I would be thrilled with Williams. And we'll get Harris. I'm going to say, I got to agree with Brian. Harris is actually my third most, my third, not that I have a problem with him, but no, I like him. he would he still better. be really good. I yeah, think he'd all be three really of those good. players. I actually trust the Steelers good. decision of who they like the best on this more than my own. Yeah. All right. But Dave, if you were to answer the same question, what position do you say, man, I, I really wish they could get that position. All right. I'm, I'm going to tell you before I answer this question that I'm the one who put that, who, who convinced Brian Anthony Davis, and he's admitted this, about the whole inside linebacker and that one specific player. We had a big conversation about it, and then, of course, he's gone on and looked at more. I've gone on and looked at more. It's funny because I am okay if the Steelers draft a position in the first round that was not even in my top five team needs 
because ultimately we know that's what the Steelers do. They try to shape their team that they don't have major needs, that they have to take a certain position. I have no idea what I want the Steelers to draft in round one. Honestly, I, it all depends on how it falls because bottom line is if there's someone great that falls and the Steelers can't draft them because they have to take their running back because they're not going to make it to round two, then I'm going to be mad that they passed up someone else that they could have had amazingly at 24, like what happened with David DeCastro, you know, at 24, because they have to go running back. That's my biggest fear. So I'm saying I honestly and truthfully, the number one position I want in round one is BPA. Oh, gosh, dude. Boo. I agree with you, but that's I'll, a cop out. I'll answer the question. I want a running back. I want them to take a running back. <laughs> I, I, I wrote an article about it. How I don't think it's such a bad thing. Everyone's like, oh, no, you don't want a running back in the first round. Why? why? You can technically draw it up that you would get the six years of their career under contract with the franchise tag, the fifth-year option. And if you have a really good one, you're going to get the best years from them. And after that, you could cut ties with them. I like all three of the top running backs as well. If they were to get Harris, Etienne, or a Williams, I'd be ecstatic with all of them. I think that all three of those players, especially Etienne, I, I, I our Cliff Harris is still a punk. Convinced me that Etienne's the guy that in Matt Canada's system could be transcendent and could really make this offense completely different. But I think all three could do that as well. So that those that's just my own personal opinions there. I want to get to some super chats here before we lose them. Alfred said gives us four ninety nine. Thank you very much. He says, "How do we go?" From Ben wanting multiple Super Bowls to not knowing if it's his last year, he seems like he wants to come back for multiple years. I agree. I think that the way that he has talked, and he being Ben Roethlisberger, that he's absolutely wants to come back and play more, but it's whether the Steelers want him to come back and play more. I think a lot of it depends on Canada's system. How does he fit? Guys, what do you think, Brian? I I just think it comes down to the fact that He's back, and he's never going to go away unless you make him go away. I I think that's really the thing about it. But if he plays well, great news. You, you really can't lose on the Ben thing here because you did not have a better alternative. Yeah. If, and you, you can't. You don't. So I, I hope that's not a Seattle is a has two losses answer um, because I really – I wasn't really paying attention, but uh, <laughs> I will say that I don't think uh, you played it off wrong. much better than you did when, when Seattle had two losses. <laughs> that might have been one of the funniest moments, by the way, because we weren't even talking about that. And we're like, uh, what do you think? Oh, uh, yeah, Seattle has two losses. Like, <laughs> what? Is he here right now? Anyways, okay. I, we'll leave it at that. Dave, do you have any comments on that, or is that good enough? I kind of <laughs> said my piece about Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. it really. And when I say it, the season he has, it's also going to be, is he working in this system? That's going to be part of it as well. So that's the only thing I have to add to it. Yeah, Evgeny Crosby, good name. The Penguins win big four to one tonight over the Boston mm -hmm. Bruins. So they're on a they're playing some great hockey ever since super bowl 45 injuries have destroyed the steelers we need a healthy team going into the playoffs first and foremost i you can't disagree with that you really can't uh history it shows that more is it's crazy how much whether you think about like devin bush and bud dupree last year going down with acls and spillane also getting banged up it's just crazy so health is going to be very very important 
Okay. I was looking on uh, SB Nation, in case people don't know that, Behind the Steel Curtain and this podcast platform is a part of SB Nation, which is a part of Vox Media. And DraftKings, we don't use DraftKings in our little league. We use FanDuel. That's neither here nor there. DraftKings, they, they have an agreement with SB Nation. We'll put it that way. And they have their own gambling odds site, a part of DraftKings and a part of SB Nation. And they did recently put out over under the win totals, projected win totals for each team. So I normally do over under during the regular season. I have a lot of fun. Sometimes it's just some random numbers that I think up in my head. but Here's their number. I didn't make this over under. They did. I want to get your house take. This is, I was kind of surprised here. Out of 17, remember. Out of 17, eight and a half. They have the Pittsburgh Steelers at eight and a half. Brian, are you going Not a over? losing season. Are you going over, over or under? <laughs> I'm going over because I, you know, this is going to be an adjustment. When I saw somebody put it, Somebody put in the live chat that this team's a seven and ten team, and you got to think about it. With it, I really think that this is—I mean, at worst, a nine-win team if everything comes together and things come together, and and they've they've done that over the years. So I I would expect I expect at least nine wins because remember when you throw in nine wins, that's still eight losses. That's yeah. still a lot of losses. So real quick, what's when we always talk about nine and seven, what's the uh, what's the new thing now? Is it uh, is it nine and eight or is it is it nine and eight or is it ten and seven? I I hate the 17 game stuff. It's 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 going to mess up everything with me. Like I even on my let's ride tomorrow morning, I said 10 and six because I completely forgot that the Steelers had a 17th game this year. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, that's, I don't know. Nine and eight probably sounds a little bit better. Dave, what do you say over under? Um, I am, I'm going to go over, but kind of like Brian, I'm going to say not by much. This t- They have the hardest schedule in the NFL. And honestly, I like that. I like them having a harder schedule than an easier schedule. How many times have we talked about this, that this team comes together better when they're playing a quality opponent than they're than when they play someone that they're supposed to go out and smash. So I've seen it over and over again where they where they rise to the occasion. That's what I'm hoping they do. I'm hoping that their biggest offensive woes last year were scheme. And therefore I'm 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 gonna just throw out 10 and 7 and get into the playoffs, get there, but be battle tested so that way you can make a run. Yeah, two weeks ago on my morning podcast, I'm not supposed to talk about on this show. I apologize. (laughs) Um, I said a bold prediction was that the Steelers would have double-digit wins, and that was even before the 17th game was made official. And I'm going to stand by that. I'm going to take the over here. I think the Steelers at least win 10 games. I agree with Dave. I think they play up to their competition, not down. And you know what? I still like a lot of the factor, a lot of the stuff that this team is going to have next season i i honestly think the defense is going to be really good still yeah you lose dupree and hilton but i still think this defense is going to be really good and there's a, there's a lot of other reasons to have some optimism about this team are they going to go 16 and one no are they could they win double digits make the playoffs and maybe make some noise absolutely i think they could so that's an interesting i thought eight and a half was pretty low pretty low if i were setting that number it would have been nine and a half probably but then again, you're trying to make people 
push some money around. I feel like if I'm seeing eight and a half, I'm definitely pushing the over, but sometimes Vegas knows better than we do. So, all right, Dave, do you have some trivia? Yes, I do. Uh, actually, I have two that are very closely related, and that's because I ended up going down a rabbit hole once I got the one. And the one came courtesy of one Jeffrey Benedict. He kind of sent this my way. I looked into it and confirmed some stuff with it. Um, and, and it's kind of crazy. He brought it to my attention that he said since 1992, I even checked, since 1990, when we're talking about the Steelers and the NFL draft, you're, we're talking about taking running backs and wide receivers. And since 1990, the Steelers have only drafted a running back ahead of a wide receiver where they took that running back in the first four rounds three times. Every other time, it's always been the wide receiver first. Do you know the three running backs drafted in the fourth round or higher since 90 that the that the Steelers drafted before taking a wide receiver? Well, I'll, I'll say Rashard Mendenhall. Assuming That's, they took a receiver at some point in that draft. He's a first-round Well, pick. no, it doesn't matter if they took one later or not. I'm just saying oh. they took a running back before a receiver, and they took him in the first four rounds. Le'Veon so Bell. Is, so it's Rashard Mendenhall. Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell. Tree Archer. No. No. Oh, he was a third round pick, wasn't he? Yes. But um Okay, and that'd be in the first oh, two rounds. Oh, I know why. I know why. I know why. I know why that didn't show up. Because I did that article today. So you could say technically you could say four. And here's why. They have Drew Archer listed as a wide receiver. Oh. So he, I'll give you that one. I thought he was because I noticed that today. I listed him as a running back in my article, but Pro Football Reference and other places has Dre Archer listed as a wide receiver. No, the guy a- the guy after Archer was Martavis Bryant. Yes, he was right after him. So that's why that one didn't show up when Jeffrey did that search and said it to me that way. I'd be surprised if you get the third one. Okay, wait, wait. Say again. What's the time? What's the time parameter? Because since since ninety, since ninety, and they drafted a running back in the first four rounds and did not take a receiver before running back. Jeffrey sent me this just to show me how much they value wide receivers so much more than running back. So, and I'll say technically they're running back because you could argue you could argue this one as well because they had Drew Archer as a wide receiver. This one. Yeah, he's a running back, but so is Derek Watt. John Whitman. It was John Whitman in 1996. Wow. Good job, Brian. He he gave it away to me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, you could have gone somewhere else. But the other question I had with that is this is great. Do you know how many NFL drafts the the, the Steelers have done? They started what, what year did they start draft? It was what, 37? Is that when it was William Shakespeare? Or 36, 36, right? So how many NFL drafts is that? That's that's 80. They've had 85 drafts. This will be their 86th draft. Do you realize how many of those drafts do you think the Steelers did not draft either a running back or a wide receiver? Out of 86? Yeah. Well, 85 so far. This will be uh, 85. Okay. How many drafts do you think they did either? Didn't- Either one of them, either a running back or a wide receiver, they passed on both of them. Five. Hmm. Ryan? I'll just go six. 
two. Oh, well, you got to think back in the day when there were 1700 rounds and they were drafting, you know, 25 players, they were going to do one. Two, do you have any idea what years they are? I'll tell you, they're both since the merger. They didn't draft either a running back or a receiver. Yes. Oh, boy. Um, I think you should get one of them. You could maybe get one of them. What was the year they drafted all defense? I think it was basically felt like every single player was a defender. It's kind of recently. Am I right there, Dave? Am I on on the right in the right path or now? I'm going to say they drafted no, because the one that's more recent did not have more defenders. I don't know. I thought I thought Brian might know this. No, I don't. Okay, well, the first one came after a year where they drafted five. I think it was three receivers and two running backs that they drafted in 1984. And then in 1985, they drafted none. The other one, 2004. Mm. Ah, that's correct, yeah. When they drafted Ben Roethlisberger. They did not take a running back or a wide receiver in that draft class. Just, even, to, just despite Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, even, even the year they, they <laughs> traded up to draft... Oh, yeah, despite <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they traded up in the draft to draft Palomalu and only had five picks that year. They yeah. still drafted, I'm pretty sure it was running back. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Brian, do you have any trivia tonight or are you? I actually do. Oh, go for it. So from 1992 to 1995, the Steelers had a pipeline to a certain college when it comes to uh, picking near the top of the draft. Do you happen to know what college that is? 92 to 95. 92 to 95. Notre Dame. Huh? Notre Dame. (laughs) No, I don't know that. Well, they drafted Notre Dame more than anywhere else, according to Brian. I know that one. That's why I guess that. So, uh, 92 to 95. That's not my wheelhouse, if you know what I mean. Well, um, I will. I will tell you this. The uh, um, hold on, I'm thinking. Okay, is it Notre Dame? No, it is not. Okay, then can I just start spitting out schools? I'm just going to start yeah, naming go for it. Penn State. You're you're not going to get it if you're just throwing out schools. <laughs> then I don't know. What is it? Colorado. It is the University of Colorado. Hey! You know what I started to thinking of? Cordell Stewart. Well, Joel Steed, Chad Brown. Okay, wait, wait, hold on a second. Right? They had two first-round picks. This is my second half of it. They had two two first-round picks, two number twos, and a number three. Okay. Well, I gave you the three in Steed, right? Yes, Steed's your number three. Was Brown a one or a two? Brown was a two. Brown was a two. Stewart was a two. Yep. And they're the two number ones. Oh, Jeff. Jeff, come on. Help me. You know this. They took Stewart the year after they took a receiver that he had thrown to. Who was it? I'm I'm drawing a blank here. I'm thinking of... uh... You know, because... You know, they, 
You, you, you remember what I'm saying? They had, they had taken a receiver high the year before, and then they took Stewart, who was his quarterback the next year. Someone put in the live oh, chat, Charles that? Johnson. That's it, Charles Johnson. That's one of them. That's got to be, right? Yeah, is that right, I, Brian? Yeah, that is. And okay. I'm going to help I'm gonna help you guys out. This is probably going to help Jeff out more. But I'm going to say two words to see if you can get this one. Surprise on sides. Surprise on side. You're talking about the 95 Super Bowl, Super Bowl 30. Is it the player that recovered it? The player that recovered it. Do you know Dave? Is, was it Dion Figures? That's what I was going to guess. Yeah, Dion, Dion Figures. Figures. I didn't know he went to Colorado. Yeah, they they had a. He was a first round pick. That was only yeah. Missing? So oh. in '93 they went one and two from Colorado. Figures and Chad Brown. Wow. The next year in 94, they went number one to Colorado mm-hmm. and they went a number two in a, mm-hmm. a number two with uh, Cordell. Yeah. And Steed was, I believe, 92, which was a third mm-hmm. round pick. Man, that's that's a good say. That's good. And now, now is there anyone that we know from Colorado that's high up there this year's draft? I couldn't tell you. Ah, <laughs> they lost that him. pipeline a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do some final thoughts here. Uh, Brian, go ahead. We'll start with you. All right. I uh, I did accuse Dave of copping out earlier, and I do want to apologize <laughs> for that because, you know, we we are great buddies. The three of us really get along, but we're, go, we're going to joust like that. But you could accuse me of being a cop out with some of my one of my final thoughts. And my final thought is this. When we're talking about the first round of the NFL draft, the Steelers could go in a lot of places and do very well. There's just, this is kind of a little bit of a Rubik's cube. It's just where, where you put, where you decide to go with each position. If the guy's there, it's going to work. You just have to come out with a perfect combination to get there. So they can go center in the first round and make it work. Unless they decide that, Hey, the really love Trey Hill for the fourth round, they can go, they can go with another position like running back if they think they can get that guy in the second round. If they don't think that they can get Zayvon Collins in the first round or they want to do something else and put maybe Creed Humphrey in the first round or the running back in the first round, but they really want that linebacker and they they scouted this guy this week, they go in the third round for a guy like Chaz Surratt from North Carolina. So there's so many different combinations for them to go. I really trust the Steelers when it comes to drafting. I have had a friend that tried to call me out the other day on on a text chain saying that the Steelers don't draft cornerbacks well. That was said in the live chat tonight. I came back with him with a few names that you're forgetting about the Keenan Lewises of the world. You're forgetting about the William Gays. You're forgetting about some things. And we talked about that. But he went on to say that the Steelers just don't draft well which is one of the most ludicrous things I've, I've, I've ever heard because the Steelers probably have, I, I'd love to do the numbers on this. I just don't have the time. I don't even think the stat geek, Dave Schofield, has the time to do the numbers to see who the best drafting team of the last 20 years was because that would probably take forever. I would love to see it, though. <laughs> Challenge accepted, Dave? But anyway. No, you guys made me compare Pittsburgh and New England last year. And and um, Pittsburgh did better than New England, right? Yeah, slightly. Yeah, they were. Yeah. But and so, and if you look at certain positions, 
it's not even close. So you know what? Get get all of those preconceived notions out of their head. If they find a quarterback in the, a corner in the first round that they love, trust them. Now, they're not going hopefully they're not going to make the mistake where they take the sixth cornerback on the on the board like an Artie Burns in the first round. That is when you don't draft best player available. You draft a position. And if they do that, they're going to be in trouble. But if the Steelers draft higher, they're, they're not going to pass up on a Jalen Ramsey if they were drafting up there. If they had a, a chance to get a Jalen Ramsey, they would have taken a guy like that. They are not in a position to take a corner high, and that's why you're getting some lower, lower players there. But when it comes to drafting, they know who they're getting. Last year, everybody went crazy when they saw the name Highsmith come up. No one is going to say that they don't like Highsmith now. Trust these guys. They have a scouting department. Jeff Hartman, Dave Schofield, Brian Anthony Davis, and everybody in this live chat does not have a scouting department working out of their living room. It's just not possible. They're not, I don't see any of you at the pro days. So with that being said, these guys have it. And it's going to be another good draft. This is a deep enough draft where they can fill one through five if they do it smart really really well very well said real quick before we get to uh the the dave's final thoughts tyler w two dollars says what day are the signups for the live chat mock draft tyler uh, i'll let you all know that uh, i have to t- speak with the gentleman who sets that up it's not me and i don't know when he's planning on doing that nor how he's doing that do you know dave the live chat mock draft that's brian's thing that he does on his show Oh, that's, that's what you're talking Brian about. Oh, right. Yes. Well, I thought you were talking about on the website because that's yes. totally different. Brian, do you know when you're doing that then? So we're probably going to have, uh, we're probably going to start soliciting for that around three weeks before the draft. So then- this week then. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning this coming Monday. Wow. It'll be three weeks before the draft. Okay, then we're going to, we'll go ahead and yeah, we'll start soliciting for that. We'll get the list. I will give you the uh, the email address or the Twitter address that we're going to want you to send that. Just wait until then to send them out. The first 31 spots, get a pick. No one gets number one this year. We're not. I'm not making that mistake with somebody not picking Joe Burrow in the first round or somebody not taking I'm with the first pick or somebody not taking didn't Burrow go like five. That was funny. Yeah. Yeah. It, it when it yeah. kind of messed everything up and it, it kind of made it not realistic because somebody was trying to be creative or just trying to be funny, but it kind of ruined the draft. So Trevor Lawrence is going to be our number one pick. I'm just making that call because mm-hmm. yeah, it's my draft. So, um, so we're going to have that. That is going to be the week of the draft is when it's going to take place. So the Monday before the draft, but two Mondays before the draft, we are going to have on the hangover, we're going to have a BTSC live draft with uh, anybody from BTSC, which is the contributors. I know the guys from down under want in. I know Tony's going to be there. I'll be there. We're going to try to fill those spots and we'll have our own draft too, uh, two weeks before. So we're going to have a lot of fun with mock drafts and a lot of fun. And then I'm going to throw in an article afterwards showing who was right and who was wrong and you'll see how wrong we all are there you go 
Uh, real quick, Snowman gives us $5. He says, happy Easter to all. Same to you, Snowman. Take care and stay safe. Absolutely. Thank you very much for that tip. We appreciate it. Dave, final thoughts. Go ahead. I'm I'm sorry. You guys can call me the fence rider and stuff all you want to. What I want from the Steelers in this draft is I want best player, regardless of position, to be taken in the first round. And then all the rest of your picks are players to fill positions more of need because you can get such a high quality player in round one. That's what I want more than anything. That's, that was, that's my point is I want the Steelers to be free to do that. And still that's their job to then know that they can take anyone they want in the first round, not have to reach to get this amazing guy right there um, and know that they have options for other positions at other points. So that's what I'm hoping. And hopefully not, I mean, not hopefully or not, it will, if it's also a position of need, like running back or as Brian says, inside linebacker, then that's great. But <laughs> I'm sorry, but if, but if you get one of the quarterbacks dropping to you 24, you want to be able to pull that trigger. Very well said. Uh, for me, it's just going to be some uh, house cleaning items here. Uh, a lot of people ask all the time how they can help the program without giving, um, you know, specific money like monetary donations which you don't have to do the super chats if you follow us on youtube so go to youtube.com search btsc steelers Raiders, subscribe set up the notification so you know when all of our shows go out like the shows cost you nothing okay just like the shows it does help also wherever you listen to podcasts if it's on itunes we ask that you subscribe give us a five-star rating give us a good comment like for instance this past week we got this one from I don't even know how to say this name, I know, but, but says, I read it already. Legitimately the best Steelers podcast. Uh, this person says they say Steeler fans tend to be more knowledgeable than the average, but the folks that run this podcast are phenomenal. Their knowledge and passion is awesome to experience. I highly recommend this podcast to anyone who has a slight interest in football and the Steelers. Those comments, I can't stress this enough, really do help. It helps with exposure, especially on iTunes. Um, and it really does help and it costs nothing. So um, if you're a Spotify person, follow, make sure that you're keeping tabs on all of our audio. I can't, I don't know if you've ever listened to my Let's Ride podcast or Dave Stat Geek or uh, Deputy Editor Michael Beck's live mic on Tuesday morning. They're only on our audio side. So go check them out. We appreciate it. Uh, last but not least, the Pirates won their opener today. They beat the Cubbies. They're going undefeated. They're going Cabrian. undefeated. Cabrian Hayes, yeah. And the Penguins beat the Bruins tonight. It's a great night. I'm going to go enjoy it. Hope you all have a great week. Have a happy Easter, guys. And uh, remember that um, we'll be back next week to talk about more Steelers stuff. Uh, Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. Best way to end it. Have a With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.